What's up guys, Bfezo here. I'm going to be talking about the recent uh, New York City terrorist attack, but guess what? Can we get a drum roll? An Islamic extremist. Wow, who would have guessed that? Um, if you guys live under a rock, he rented a Home Depot pickup truck and he drove on a bike path in New York City, obviously, and he ran over a ton of people, killing eight, injuring 11, and unfortunately, he's still alive, I mean, hopefully we'll do good with that, and it'll be a good situation, but he is still alive, um, what, how he got here is, I think it was eight to ten years ago, Chuck Schumer, Democrat, of course, um, introduced this program that's pretty much random selection of who gets in for immigrants and he happened to get in. I'm sure there's more because it's just random, no checks, no nothing, like checking on them, no vetting, they just let them in. Thanks to the Obama administration, so that's great, that's uh, part of Obama's legacy, still going on today, this stuff, so that's good stuff. Um, of course, Trump has been on this, and he said he's going to be changing that, and it's going to be, you know, case by case, it's going to be heavier vetting, which it should be, um, because obviously people like this get in, and terror attacks have happened from other Islamic extremists, so we need to take measures against that. Uh, we need to quit the political correctness, because liberals, mostly, are arguing the case uh, defending them. The fact that, oh, why do you have to hate on, because he's Muslim and his ethnicity and things like that. Not even coming to realize to the reality that this man killed people. You know, you shouldn't be arguing in favor for a terrorist. It's insane what goes on nowadays. It's insane. Never thought America would be this way. It's sad growing up in this America. But um, luckily Trump's in office. We have the Senate, we have the House, hopefully we can do something with that. We haven't done much this year in it, but um, we're trying. All the rhinos and the Democrats are doing their best so we can't pass stuff. I know it's not Trump's fault, so. But on Trump's campaign trail, when he was running, he read a song by Al Wilson, I believe, called The Snake. And, um... He read it recently too, because it's very relevant. And so, I'm going to read it right now for you guys, just in case you haven't heard it. And quote, On her way to work one morning, down the path alongside the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor, half-frozen snake. His pretty colored skin had been all frosted with the dew. Poor thing, she cried. I'll take you in, and I'll take care of you. Take me in, tender woman. Take me in, for heaven's sake. Take me in, tender woman side the snake she wrapped him up all cozy in a comforter of silk and laid him by her fireside with some honey and some milk she hurried home from work that night and soon as she arrived she found that pretty snake she'd taken that had been revived take me in tender woman take me in for heaven's sake take me in tender woman side the snake she clutched him to her bosom you're so beautiful she cried but if i hadn't brought you in by now you might have died she stroked his pretty skin again and kissed him and held him tight. Instead of saying thanks, the snake gave her a vicious bite.
Take me in, tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, tender woman, sighed the snake. I saved you, cried the woman. You've bitten me, but why? You know your bite is poisonous, and now I'm going to die. Oh, shut up, silly woman, said the reptile with a grin. You knew damn well I was a snake before you took me in. Take me in, tender woman. Take me in for heaven's sake. Take me in, tender woman, sighed the snake. End quote. That is very, very relevant. So what's going on nowadays? We are letting these snakes in, no matter what race, if their religion is, if you're a terrorist and extremist, we shouldn't be letting you in. That's bottom line. We need to cut the political bullshit, and that's what we need to do, guys. I'm wrapping this up here. It's getting at the five-minute mark. I'll be back to you guys tomorrow. What's up guys? B Fazo. So um I was getting asked some personal things about for those of you who don't personally know me, I was in the Marine Corps delay entry program, which means I was not a Marine, so don't get that misconception. It just means once you swear in at MEPS, which is where you go to do your physical and medical uh, crap to join any branch of service in the U.S. at least. Um, you go there, if you get approved, then you join that service. And so I swore into the Marine Corps, I think January 1st of 2017, pretty sure. It was the first. And um, I did that for about six months. We trained, or PT, personal training, um, three to four days a week. It was high-intensity training, just like you would be doing in the Marine Corps boot camp. Uh, we had events often where we would have drill instructors, you know, uh, Tuesday, Saturdays were our kill days, where we got slayed. we do, like, six-mile runs and crazy stuff. I don't know how I did it. I'm not in the shape I was three to four months ago, so I'm not nearly as active. I still work out. I still do my runs, but um, I still do my weights and exercises, but not like I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, why I got out um, is why I'm being asked. I just had to catch everyone else up about what it is and why I was in it. Um, I always wanted to join the Marine Corps. That's what I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. My mom, dad, stepdad are Marines, so it's just what I always wanted to do. And I loved it. The atmosphere is great. I mean, it's not going to be for everyone. Um, definitely when you go to your first PT, session you're gonna question you're gonna doubt yourself or you're questioning yourself why am i doing this but once it's over um you feel great you want to do it again it's 90 percent mental 10 percent physical um it really is i know that it doesn't seem like it because it pushes your physical capabilities but um it's really mental if you hang in there mentally you'll be there physically um anyways I really loved it, the com uh, camaraderie there, the atmosphere, the 
high intensity workouts is like the Marine Corps, and that's how they treated it, because that's what you're going to be in. So I swore in as a reservist, and I wanted to switch to active duty, basically. That was my fault. They didn't do that. I swore in as that. I knew I was getting into that. I ended up changing my mind. And to make this long story short, I was told I was getting active duty, and I didn't. And some telltale signs were I didn't have to sign anything new. It happened within like 24 hours overnight, which doesn't happen, if at all. If they can even switch you from reserve to active, it's very hard to do. Almost impossible. So overnight was literally impossible. And they just wanted me to stay in, go through boot camp, and I'd be reservist. But they weren't going to tell me all that, of course. So anyways, of course, I was upset about that because I was lied to. So I went over next door to the Navy. So now I've been with them. I sworn probably a month ago, four weeks ago, yeah, uh, as an MA, Master at Arms, like a military policeman. So for those who are asking and DMing me, questioning me about that, that's what that is. That's the rundown on that. Um, I won't get into specific names of recruiters or details in that. Uh, if you're looking for any branch, I still suggest the Marine Corps. It's the best branch out there. They have every MOS or job every other branch does besides um, a medic or corpsman, as they're called in the Navy and Marines. So... I'm going to wrap that up for you guys. Getting close to the five-minute mark. Have a good day. What's up, guys? I'm back for another segment. Um, I had some people. When, to cut into that, when I mean people, it's not like a thousand people or anything. It's like five to ten people just uh, suggesting things to me and asking things I should talk about. So... I don't want you guys to think I'm famous or anything. I'm trying to act that way. I'm definitely not any way, shape, or form. Just an everyday Joe. So, um, what I've been asked about is my jobs. What do I do? And for those of you who don't know me personally, again, like my last segment, um, give you a little rundown. I have two jobs right now. Um,. Well, three, technically. I'll get into that third one briefly after this. Um, my first job is I work at a farm. Exciting, right? Um, I just shovel horse shit. That's all I do. Nothing exciting. So that's that. My second job is I work for the Republican Party of Virginia. And that sounds cool. Like, oh, you get to meet Trump and stuff. I don't. I'm nothing like that. I've got to meet um, Ed Gillespie. He's running for governor of Virginia. I get to meet Jill Vogel. She's running for lieutenant governor, I believe. Also, John Adams and Mayor. I think he's Mayor Chesapeake. Uh, Alan Krasnoff. Um, I've got to meet all of them. So, you know, local officials that are st still a big deal to me so that's cool but um i'm not anything really important per se i guess everyone has a role so, so somewhat important but not high up there that's the way to phrase it and the republican party um i just do surveys 
that's also pretty boring so i don't know which one you'd rather do shovel shit or take uh, surveys but um i do surveys so i go door to door to people and ask them the questions i'm told to ask and write down the answer that's about it for those two jobs now my third job really isn't a job just more of a joke i have a girlfriend she's taking care of her is a job itself but um that's my job guys uh, I think that's going to wrap that up. That's pretty short and simple to the point.